raise your hand if you are eager to get back into the salon. Now, my hand just went up too, and don't get me wrong, I am so excited and eager to get behind the chair, and you might be feeling this for a couple of reasons. One, duh, money financially. We None of us have been making money, and it has been such a pain in the ass to get any kind of compensation from the government, and this has been true for my hair brothers and sisters in New York and in California, and I've been hearing it all over the internet as well. You might also be feeling like you just miss freaking doing hair. (laughs) I know I do, and I have definitely needed to whip out my doll head just to remind myself that I know how to do it. And we are artists, and we have been stripped of our creative venture of doing hair behind the chair. So you may be missing doing hair as well. Or maybe you are just wanting and looking for things to get back to normal in both business and in life. Like I know here in upstate New York, we don't have Starbucks. (laughs) So all my Cali people, please enjoy your Starbies through the drive-thru. But yeah, all of our Starbucks are closed. So even the norm of having my iced coffee has been taken away and doesn't feel normal. And when I go into Target, it is so weird and dead. And I can totally relate how we all just want to get back to normal. So today I wanted to jump on and talk about the new salon normal. I know we are all super eager to get right back behind the chair, But as salons are starting to reopen, I'm starting to see a lot of drastic changes that I kind of want to talk about today. Um, So that's what we're going to be talking about, new salon norms, what we should be expecting and how we can prepare during this time that we have away from our chair to be ready for when we can go back and service our clients. How's everybody doing today, guys? My name is Sam, and you're listening to the Electric Hair Podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. I know right now is very difficult for everybody in our industry, and not just in our industry, but our world. But um, what I wanted to kind of bring to today's attention with this episode is uh, normalcy. And uh, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer by any means, but I do want to have some tough love and real talk with you. And I want to start by just saying that I don't think that we things are ever going to go back to the way it was. And I don't want us to be blindsided or overwhelmed when we do get to go back. I feel that the how we used to do business before that is a long gone. It is no longer part of how we are going to be doing systems in the future. And although we're all very eager to get back to work, I think it's really important to talk about what things are going to look like, are possibly going to look like in our state based on what other states have been doing. So I heard this little quote, And it said, there's no going back. There's only going forward. I don't know where I even heard it from, but I think that is entirely my attitude right now is like, we can sit and dwell about how we want things to go back to normal and how we expect things to happen in the salon, like not wearing gloves or masks or whatever it may be. Um, But that is behind us now. The old way of doing hair is over and it's time to adapt into this new world we are going to be in. So just a couple of things we're going to cover today is I want to talk a little bit about the state's 
and salons that have opened just based on information that I've gathered online and talk about what they're doing. And also um, there's a stylist who shared her experience online. I could not find the post for the life of me, but I am sure you have seen it. And I want to talk a little bit about that as well. And also better insight and some encouragement on things we can focus on instead of things that we currently do not have control over. So let's dive in. I think no matter what state we are in, when we do go back, I think it's going to be a very strict sanitation and disinfection like rules and guidelines. State board is going to be stepping it up a lot. (laughs) Our job literally requires us to be touching our clients basically at all times. And so I think with that, in order to keep everybody safe, I think that the guidelines for sanitation and disinfection are going to go drastically up. So if you have not been complying with your state's sanitation and disinfection rules, um, I think now's a good time to revisit that. And also just try to be more aware that we don't know how drastic that's going to look like, but be prepared to definitely add a lot more sanitation and disinfection precautions. Like I think it's going to be drastically more than what we're used to. And let's be honest, some of us have gotten, I wouldn't say lazy, but like we've gotten so comfortable behind the chair that we may not even be using like neck strips when we're cutting hair or anything like that. So I think that the disinfection and sanitation precautions are going to be exposed tenfold, like where they're just going to be added. So um, that's going to add some extra time behind the chair, definitely going to add some financial investments to the salon or your salon necessities. So that's just something to consider. There's a couple states that reopened, uh, Georgia and Colorado. So I want to talk a little bit about that. So Georgia didn't really have Uh, many guidelines as far as how many people can be in a building, whether it be stylists or clients. But Colorado announced this last week that no more than 10 people in the salon at a time or a 50% occupancy. So the 50% occupancy, from what I understand, means that if you have a salon of five stylists, you would think that you would fall into the 10 people category if you guys were to stay with one client each, right? But to my understanding, the 50% occupancy means if you have a salon with five stylists, then you need to cut that in half and it be two stylists. So it's either one or the other. If you have more than five stylists in the shop, then it's 10 people max, no matter what, or 50% occupancy. Georgia did not do this. Um, So this was kind of a shock, I think, for a lot of people in our industry. But um, I think this is something salon owners need to definitely think of different strategies for schedules, no matter what state you're in. So if you're in California... I think that it's a good idea to work out scenarios or salon schedules, like when people are going to be coming in, whether that be different days or different hours. Um, They're calling it split shifting. So like you can have a stylist who only comes in the morning that works multiple days and then another stylist coming only in the evening that work multiple days. But again, um, the occupancy and the 10 people max are still going to be definitive. And so I think that's something 
for salon owners to kind of keep on their radar and to write down different scenarios that may be possible of routes they may need to take. So far, the states that have allowed um, stylists to go back to work, masks are a necessity both for the client and the stylist. So this is something to consider as well, whether you're a salon owner or not or if you're a booth renter or a a studio owner, but where are you going to provide these masks? Are are you going to provide these masks? And if you aren't, because I know there's such a limited supply currently, like it's hard to find any of those things, how are you going to communicate that with guests if they need to bring their own? Um, Aprons has been a thing as well, disposable aprons. And I saw on Jacob Kahn's Instagram, he shared that he got his disposable aprons from a a restaurant supplier. So they're disposable. They're nothing fancy at all, but it is, it does meet requirements because they're are putting restrictions on aprons as well. So you can't wear the same apron with uh, your clients throughout the day. It needs to be changed throughout the day. They either need to be disposable or you need to have some on hand to kind of work through, but they need to be disinfected and sanitized after every single guest. So that's something to consider as well, masks and aprons. As far as I'm seeing with the states that are currently open, um, the six feet apart is still going to be a thing. So to me, this means that stations, you need to make guidelines as far as your stylist being so close together. So I don't think we're going to be able to have Um, stations right next to each other. I think that if you have more than two stations, even those need to be spread out six feet apart. And also if you have more than that, more than two stations, let's say you have six stations, you're probably going to need to break that up into every other station. So take that into consideration as well. And also the waiting area. So one thing that has happened in New York, and it's not necessarily salons, but if I feel that if they are doing this at the doctor's office, when you get here, call us at the time of your appointment and when you're in the in the parking lot and we will call you back to let you know when it's safe to come in because they don't want people waiting in the waiting room area. So when I arrived, that's what I had to do. So this may be something that we have to do as well. We need a solid foundation on how we're going to communicate this with clients. But these precautions just to get into the building is something to really consider. I think it's better to go in being overly prepared than underprepared. So I'm just telling you this not to scare you, but just to kind of be aware that when we do go back to the salon, things are going to be a world of difference. And I want you to be prepared for it and not blindsided by it. One state is having them surveyed, like they need to be surveyed before they come in to make sure they haven't been in contact with anybody, they haven't been sick, and they haven't traveled outside of the area. So that's something to consider as well. I know a good free resource, you can make a Google Doc online, and maybe this is something you can get ready prior and you can email to your clients, eliminating those few minutes and having to go over that before they book an appointment or before they come into the salon. That's just something to think about as well, having them fill out the survey with those questions. So unfortunately, California just announced this last week that hairdressers and 
barbershops and salons and nail salons, they are going to be released in phase three. And the governor said that it's going to take months to reopen. And this absolutely breaks my heart for my California people because I am feeling it too. And I just feel that California and New York, I'm currently in New York right now for those of you who don't know, but I feel that California and New York kind of go hand in hand. So um, whatever California has done the week or a couple days later, New York has done and whether that be extending or the precautions that they're taking with their state. So I feel that as well, New York is going to be the same or very similar. I hope not, but who's to know? Um, so the governor clearly said he's not even releasing a date. He said guaranteed a couple of months for phase three to be in, act, in action. And so I know that is very disappointing to hear, and that's not what we all want to hear. But we can do so much in between that time if we make that mindset shift. And I'm going to go over that a little bit later. But that's something to be aware of, that this is not going to change in two weeks like we expected it to on May 15th. It's going to take a lot longer. And I'm not telling you this to get comfortable or to get upset or to overwhelm you. Again, I'm telling you this because I want you to be prepared and I want you to take control of the things that you can right now in order to get your business up and ready. Because at the end of the day, we do get a choice on what we choose to focus on. So there is a stylist. I could not for the life of me find the post, but she just went back to work and she had a face shield and a face mask on. And she was talking about her experience going back into the salon. I'm going to try to find it. And if I do, I'll post it on our Instagram. But the gist of her description on her caption said that it was a lot harder. She could not wait to get behind the chair either. She was very eager, um, but that it was a lot harder than she had anticipated both emotionally and physically. Um, she talked about it adding more time. She talked about it being very hard to breathe under the mask and the face shield. And then also the blow dryer. She talked about the blow dryer and how it was hot and so how she needed to stop and take multiple breaks. And I think that it's important to share that with you because as eager as we are all to get back into the salon, I don't think the flow is going to go as quickly as we'd like. It's going to take a lot longer to get through just one client, both for sanitation reasons and both because we need to breathe in order to do our job, right? Um, so she talked about taking multiple breaks in between clients just so she can like catch her breath. She also talked about how difficult it was to kind of communicate with your clients. So there's going to be a separation or an adjustment in our communication when we are actually in the same room with our clients. So those are things to consider as well. And so if you have seen this post, please tag me in it on Instagram. I want to make sure that it's reposted and shared, but her description, she was just being completely honest. And I think it's important for us to kind of seek those posts where it's talking about when we do go behind the chair, a benefit of kind of us being at the tail end of not going back to work. Not that it's good, 
but we get to see how other states are reacting and we get to prepare ourselves as best as we possibly can by them going first. So we can alternate or switch based on our state guidelines and also from our other stylist experiences so far. I think that is a very positive thing that we can look at or put a different light at is that these other stylist experiences right now can be a gateway for us to properly prepare. Jacob Kahn, you probably follow him on Instagram, but he's a famous hairdresser. And recently, the past couple of days, he posted about um, him reopening his salon and he was praising his staff. And I want to talk to you a little bit about his post because I was able to go into the comments and kind of read further. And um, people were being really nasty. And I don't think that's necessary in a time like this. So let me describe the post first and then we'll go into it. So he started off by praising his staff. So the video was of his co-worker doing a haircut in a mask and glove. He was saying how proud of his team he was for taking initiative and adapting to the new times and handling it like professionals. And I thought that was really awesome that he did that. He also went around and shared the way his salon looked. There was no waiting room area. I noticed that all the stations were clearly separated. He had a larger space. So I don't know if that was easier for them to kind of distinguish everybody or separate everybody, but it did look very bare and kind of empty, but there were people in there servicing clients. So I could tell just by the post that half of the amount of stylists were there and it wasn't as busy as you would normally see. Um, then I got to the comments because what caught my eye was somebody was like, oh, do you have to wear gloves? Um, but he responded to, it's a guideline. So we're trying to be respectful of our clients and the state's rules. I'm not sure exactly where he is, but to me, it made it sound like it wasn't a rule, but it was a guideline. And his whole thing was he wanted to make the clients feel more comfortable. And so they felt as a team that it was better to do them with gloves than without. And so they did so. And he also explained on how he, you know, we're typically clean, we wash our hands and everything, but this was more about making the client feel safe. And I really liked that. I really, that drawed something to me um, because it's not necessarily a precaution they needed to take, but he did it because he wanted to make the client feel better. And I think that's something we need to consider too, like not just the precautions that we'll need to take as professionals, but how are we going to make this salon experience, while it's so different and out of the norm, how are we going to make that this new experience um, more comfortable for our clients when we do return? So that was a huge light bulb moment. And I really appreciate that about his professionalism and what he's doing in the salon. Now, what I did see that I didn't like was people jumping on there and shaming him for the tools that he decided to use. We talked about aprons earlier in the podcast. And so he had mentioned that he got some from a restaurant supplier. They're plastic. They There's nothing fancy about them, but they do look like aprons and they're plastic. And somebody jumped on there and was, shaming him for choosing that as a resource. And they said, oh, so you must not care about 
the environment if you're using plastic and that's so bad for our environment. And he responded very respectfully and he said, um, unfortunately, we don't have the funds or the means to, to purchase multiple fabric aprons. So this is our solution for now. It is only temporary. And he left it at that. And then the person went on and shamed him even more. You're using gloves. These are non-decomposable and the plastic, it's going to hurt our environment. You might not, you must not care about our environment and the livelihood of your people and the animals around. And I just thought this was so fucking unnecessary. You guys, um, does it suck? Yes. Are we intentionally trying to hurt the environment? I don't think so. And this, like he said, is very temporary. And I think that it's going to take a learning curve and adjusting with the tools we're going to need to be using in the salon and how we're going to approach it. And shaming is not the way to go. None of us have been through this ever before in our industry. So I don't think that it's the time to judge and shame others for what they are choosing to protect themselves and their clients inside of the salon. This is only temporary and none of us know what's right or wrong. And we can only go by what the state demands as guidelines. And he was doing that. So that's my rant. I don't think that we should be shaming or judging right now. We're all just trying to get by and do our best. Okay, I really wanted to share this episode with you because I know that we are all very eager to get back into the salon, but I also think that we need to be aware of the new normal that is going to be once we do return into the salon because the old way of us doing business is no longer here and it's not coming back. Okay. And we need to accept that and we need to adapt if we are going to survive this pandemic with our business. And that is not to scare you. It is to prepare you both emotionally and physically because things are going to be different whether we like them or not. So I want to leave you with this. I really want to encourage you to see this as a blessing and an opportunity to prepare. Does it suck We cannot go back to work as soon as we'd like. Yes, it sucks big ones, but the reality of the situation is it's out of our control and we have two choices. We can kick and scream and just be a victim of our circumstances or we can adapt and prepare for what's to come. So you get to choose. And I want to encourage you it's to adapt and prepare and see this as a blessing to properly prepare from the experiences from our stylists in other states. Gain ideas, ask questions, jump on social media if you're seeing a post, make sure you're commenting, make sure you're interacting, get the answers that you need in order to prepare yourself to get back. Don't be scared of this. I want to also encourage you to lean into the fear. I know it's scary. I know that adding all of these things, both financially and physically to our businesses, is scary. It's it's not an ideal situation, but it is our situation. And again, you do have a choice to kick and scream or to adapt and prepare. Put your energy back into what you can control. I know this is hard, especially right now, but we need to let go of the things that are not in our control. I mean, there's no end in sight, really. 
now is a really good time to be productive on how we're going to communicate with guests and how we can revamp our businesses from the inside and how we are going to prepare when we do go back. There's tons of stuff for us to do, you guys. Work on things that you've been putting off in your business for a really long time. Now is the time to do so. We are never getting this time back. And once we do get back behind the chair, things are going to be so crazy, you're not going to have time for anything else. So use this time to not kick and scream and to be productive and do something about your situation. One last thing I want to share with you is I want to urge you to listen to your state guidelines, whatever they are, listen to your state. I know that in California, they got an email from state board and it said, whatever the governor is saying, you need to abide by. And we are not taking this lightly. So if you're caught doing hair, if you're caught doing anything illegal that does not fit into our state guidelines, actions will be taken. And I don't want that to be you. And as hard as it is to stay home and and to not do hair, we need to be creative and think outside of the box on what we can do for our businesses and for ourselves right now. So whatever that means, but I'm urging you to be mindful of the state guidelines. They are not fucking around right now, you guys. And when we get back to work, they're not going to be messing around either. State board's going to be on the hunt. My business coach, Britt Siva, you can find her online at Britt Siva on Instagram. I highly recommend you follow her. She is doing pandemic relief updates and she talks about a lot of things that we talked about today and also how you can prepare and what to look out for, what states are doing. Um, it's a very good source of information if you're not really already following her um, to be updated on what's going on in our industry specifically. So Britt Siva on Instagram, B-R-I-T-T-S-E-V-A. I highly recommend. She has a handful of IGTVs that you absolutely need to watch that is specific to the pandemic. Okay, guys, that is it for today. Um, I just want to remind you that I'm not here to judge or shame anybody and none of this was to scare you or to overwhelm you. I sincerely want what's best for you and your business and I think by stepping into and leaning into the fear that we all have about going back to work is a necessity and I want you to be prepared so that's why we shared this episode with you today. So don't forget to take care of yourself so we can take care of our biz and start to move forward. Take control of what you can and please try and release the rest. I love you so much. I hope you have a fantastic and productive week mentally and physically to go back into the salon. I love you guys so much and we will catch you next week.